Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lakute Moran. We currently find ourselves in the ninth paragraph of the tenth Torah, paragraph Tess. Previously, we learned about a wondrous happening of Rabbah Barachana, where he meets this merchant, and a merchant shows him the cracks in the earth where a person's able to hear the cries of Korach and his men. For more particulars, please see the previous shiur. We're going to dive right into it, picking it up from the Anchei Bereshe Derumche, meaning, and then he, the merchant, took this soaked wool and put it on the end of the spear. What's going on in our story there for our teaching in Lekut Moran? Romach, this word Romach of spear, Daruach Mem. If you break up the letters, you have a resh, a mem, and a chet. Resh and ches is ruach, and mem is separate. Shehu me'arba ruchais bo'i ha'ruach. This represents the four directions where the wind will flow. Why four? Because the letter mem itself, ki mem, because this mem, he arba ruchos. It represents the four different directions. When you look at the letter mem itself, there are four sides of it. Specifically, a mem sophis. When the mem is found in the final position of the spelling of a word, it's more or less a box. You have four sides, which represent all four directions from where the wind will blow. And this represents the ruach that blows within the tzaddik. We said the righteous person is someone who has winds of God within them. And this is what comes to animate the hands and the feet. You know when you bring your hands together quickly, so there's a wind that's produced. We're going to come back to that in later ideas. And the head of the spear, this is talking about the tzaddik, the righteous person. Because from him, from the tzaddik, there's a wind that is generated. Like the verse says, this is the Pasuk we saw earlier that lets us know a tzaddik is a person that has wind inside of them. This also means the ruach, the spirit of the Almighty. There's more of a harnessed power when it comes to tzaddikim, to righteous individuals. And then what happens next? When he removes it, meaning the spear, it's fully scorched, it's totally burnt. Remember, the merchant took the spear upon which the water-soaked in wool was at its head and stuck it into these fuming cracks where Korach and his men were underneath. And when he pulled it out, it was totally scorched. The ichrach, what does that mean? It was totally scorched, it was burnt. Lashon chayim va'arichas yamim. This is the language of life and extended days, of a long life. Like a rabbi said, Masechus Erevin, based on a Pasuk in Kohelis, that a slow person will not roast his catch. And the Talmud adds, Lo v'lo yarich, that he won't have life nor length of days. The Gemara here is talking about a person who's hypocritical in their learning. If they learn one thing but do another, it's no good. If you're a slothful person, says Shlomo HaMelech, you're not going to be able to roast your catch. What does that mean? You're not even going to make the catch. In order to be a hunter, you have to be quick. There are certain things that need to happen. You have to be stealthy. If you're not, you're not going to eat. So Rabbi Nachman's bringing this in to refer to those leaders of Klal Yisrael, supposed leaders of the Jewish people that are not true leaders, that are not true tzaddikim, people that are taking people off the track, that are hypocritical, perhaps in their actions or in their teachings. 
So this verse in our context is saying, if a leader is inconsistent, the ending is not going to work out. We're not going to have that chayim v'arichas yamim. We're not going to have a life and length of days. In the end, it will not endure if we follow false leaders. V'hainu, and namely, that it became totally scorched. What does this mean? Lashen chayim v'arichas yamim. Says Rabbi Nachman, this scorching is a language of life and length of days. Ki alide bitel hagaiva, because through nullification of the inflated ego, hainu avoydazara, which as we learned earlier is connected to idolatry, through the breaking of your ego, you're able to fix your wisdom. Continuing in this string, and through a fixed wisdom, a person can truly live and have length of days. That wisdom gives life. When a person becomes haughty, overinflated with their ego, they lose their wisdom. And without this wisdom, you're not able to achieve a true life, actually living. Now, does this mean physically, biologically alive? Or does it mean being alive in the greatest sense of maximizing your life? There are people in this world that are physically alive, meaning they have a heartbeat. But spiritually, they are zombies walking around, not making any decisions, not able to choose life. What this is allowing us to do is to actively say, I'm taking it back. This is my life. I'm fixing my chachma, my wisdom. I'm connecting myself to, to righteous people. And through that, I'm choosing life. I'm truly living. And those length of days, it's not just saying that I'm going to live till 120, which please God is true for all of us, but also that our days are full. Our days are meaningful. True length of days is not simply an extended period when my heart is beating, but more so that every day is awesome. Every day is filled with the greatest maximization of the choices that I'm given in life. Continuing in our story, Amar Lee, he said to me, Listen, what do you hear? They're screaming, Moses and his Torah are true. That they, meaning Korach and his men, who are now inside the earth, enveloped by flames, are actively saying, Moses was right, the Torah is true. We were wrong. They have to admit the truth. Because when a person connects himself to righteous people, in order to receive from them this spirit wind, through this, you break unnecessary ego and idolatry. And when this happens, there will be a recognition even from those that are currently standing on the side of death, meaning the other side, not the side of goodness and holiness and life as we've been talking about. Even them, the people that are standing on the other side of, of the good life and of arichas yamim, of full life and length of days, even they will be able to recognize the greatness of the Almighty. On one level, we're talking about Korach and his men, who are now regularly admitting the truth. But also, as we learned about earlier in the Torah, the idea of Yisro, that Yisro was once standing on this other side, the Sitra de Moisa, like the verse says, Sitra de Moisa, the other side, the side of death, 
But now, since he became close to Moshe, the tzaddik of the generation, he was able to flip that and merit literally receiving the Torah. And the merchant said to me, that once every 30 days, this Gehenim, the hell, if you will, brings them back here. Remember, it's like a pot, like meat in a pot. It gets churned over and over, and they're forced to say it. This hottest part, Moshe and his Torah are true. Perish Rabbeinu Shmuel, the Rashbam on this place in the Gemara says, Bechol Rosh Chodesh. This happens every Rosh Chodesh, the first of every month. Kikol davar yesh lo shoresh, because everything has a root. V'shoresh ha hu Rosh Chodesh. And the, the root of repentance is Rosh Chodesh, is the first of the month. There's a renewal, there's a freshness that comes with the first of the month. Picture January 1st, Lahavdil Elif Havdalas, to make a distinction between the Jewish calendar and the regular calendar. On Rosh Chodesh, there's an element of repentance, of tshuva, of coming clean, of renewal. Because God Almighty said regarding Rosh Chodesh, bring for me a, an atonement. Like our rabbis say, this is the concept of tshuva. And regarding this particular type of repentance, it's drawn down from on high on Rosh Chodesh to the entirety of creation. Because of this, Korach and his community, they are forced to feel a real regret on Rosh Chodesh in the beginning of the month. However, this tshuva, this repentance, does not help them. Why not? Because the main repentance, the main remorse and regret is in this world that we're living in now, Rabbi Nachman brings in the Talmudic dictum in, in Mesechah Zavodah Zarah that the person who works hard on Erev Shabbos will be able to eat on Shabbos, letting us know in this world, if we work hard in this world, we'll be able to benefit and enjoy the next world. Hours and hours can and should be poured into that one concept. He who works hard on Erev Shabbos will eat and enjoy the pleasures of Shabbos right afterwards. Preparation is so essential. It's not an accident that the Boy Scouts use the term, be prepared. Being prepared not only is for any situation, but preparing ourselves in this world for the next. The main tshuva needs to be done here. The main repentance, the main fixing of our lives needs to be done in this world. V'nimsa, so therefore, bevadai loy niftarn shehen We find that this admittance of, of Moshe's truth and the charata, the regret and remorse, does not exempt or absolve Korach and his men from the mistakes that they made. V'alkein, mehad Therefore, Gehenim returns them back to this place every single month. Because there is no patur from this. There is no exemption from the mistakes that they made. But in any event, that Gehenim, the experience of this hell... On Rosh Chodesh is a different experience than for the rest of the days. There's something about this renewal and the 
absolute oive. I have to actively admit what I did was wrong. And that's hard. That's worse than fire and brimstone to need to admit that what I did was wrong. I made a mistake. That moment is typically much more challenging than any punishment that's going to come afterward. The Gehenim of Rosh Chodesh, the hell of the day of the first month, if you will. And again, Rosh Chodesh is a day of celebration. This is talking about those that need to make tshuva and maximize that day of, of making fresh is only about regret. It's not about other punishments. It's all about regret. That this regret and this admittance and this embarrassment or shame, this in and of itself is the worst Gehenim for them on that day. What's going on with the particulars of the language? Gehenim, hell, returns them to this place once again. That they have to come back on Rosh Chodesh to this place. And they have to return and admit what they did was wrong. This is their Gehenim. And this is maximizing the powers of Rosh Chodesh. Like we've been learning, this is not only true for Korach and his men. This idea of needing to maximize Rosh Chodesh is for any of us, for each of us, to use the opportunities that we're given in this world to make tshuva, to make up for the mistakes that we've made, to connect to tzaddikim, to connect to the Almighty. And please God, all of those efforts will be rewarded with the ultimate life and length of days. I look forward to finishing this Torah with everyone. Wishing you a beautiful day.